Hey, hey, bitches, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Jill's Journal. I accidentally said that last entry was number four, but it was actually number five. Um, and this is number six. So welcome. We have been doing this little series for six weeks, which is pretty cool. And you guys are absolutely loving it. Like Jill's Journal gets like the same amount of downloads as my regular podcast. Um, which I love because that just means that you guys like hearing me riff, like hearing me talk about random things. I realize that I talk a lot about pop culture, which I'm probably going to talk about today because guys, I watched the JLo documentary and say what you want about Jennifer Lopez. Like, you know how the kids are saying that things are mid, whatever that means, like mid, like not that great or average, I guess that's what it means. Um, People would say that J-Lo is mid. Um, and I mean, is she the best actress in the world? No. Is she the best singer in the world? No, but she's really good. Um, is she the best dancer in the world? Maybe. I love World of Dance. Um, that is one of my favorite dance shows ever. And I just love watching dancers. I myself used to dance as a kid. Not well, but I would go to dance classes um and I just love watching dancers like on TikTok like not the actual like TikTok dancers but like the real dancers I love watching those videos so anyways JLo has this documentary about her journey to the Super Bowl game so she was the halftime show with Shakira um and I just, I already have a lot of respect for J-Lo, but after watching the documentary, I have so much more. That bitch has been burned so many times. All the tabloids care about is like how many engagement rings she has and how many people she's dated. And it's just so fucking lame. You know what I mean? Like I think about too, like if you're in the same generation as me, if you're a millennial, cause I just turned 30 this year, um, we grew up with a lot of very um, exclusive beauty standards. And like, I grew up thinking that the people on Cosmopolitan, that they actually look like that. Like we didn't know about airbrushing and shit like that, right? And the standard at that time was skinny and blonde and white. And I am basically white. I do have East Indian in me, but I am pretty white passing um and I have blonde hair and I always used to dye my hair blonde so I could be blonde and I always thought that I was so fat and now when I look back I'm like I wasn't fat at all I was an average looking girl you know what I mean um and JLo came to fame at that time the same thing with with like Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and and all that stuff and JLo was a Latina woman who was coming up and and she had a big butt and she was dancing in the way that she dances and people fucking shit all over her and she kept doing her regardless she kept doing herself regardless and um she talks about in the documentary and I got Dustin to watch it with me because (laughs) the only way we watch tv together is if he watches things that I want to watch. Um, I'm just kidding. I do watch his stuff, but I will never watch Star Wars. Let me just be very clear about that. He has been trying to get me to watch Star Wars for 15 years, and I refuse. There's just so many of them, and I just don't give a fuck, right? Anyways, so um, 
she said that if I would have gotten this opportunity like to perform at the Super Bowl like 10 years ago I wouldn't have been ready for it and she's 50 when she's recording that like she is 50 she's performing at Super Bowl 50 and she's I think that's right yeah anyways she was performing when she was 50 and um I was just like like timing is never off and I just need you to know that too that like your time is coming or it's already come like it's here but you constantly telling yourself that like I should be somewhere else that is fucking you up so much and you have a human brain it happens to me too I wish I had a house at 30 I wish I had a lot of things at 30 but it doesn't mean that it's not meant for me and the more I stay in oh I don't have what I want the less I actually work on creating it right but this is a conscious thing like this is not something that we are raised to know about or work on um, is like to 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 be consciously creating our present moment and looking to the future instead of harping on the past and shitting on our current experience. You know what I mean? Like we are we're not led to to actually work on that. Right. So with JLo, though. I was just in so like in so much awe watching her because she is such a hard worker. She has the tabloids against her all the time. Um, She worked really hard on Hustlers and she got snubbed by the Oscars. Um, And even though everybody was telling her it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And she was disappointed, but she doesn't let it get her down. You know what I mean? And like she has such a robust career and she has really worked her way up and honestly hate all you want but i think the same thing about fucking kim kardashian like beauty standards aside because like kim kardashian and her family they do lie about getting plastic surgery and stuff and i don't like that um i think that's really fucking lame but kim is is somebody who um, has really worked her way up from just being a reality star with a sex tape to like having an empire and and doing it regardless of the fucking hate that that woman gets. Um, and I love her and Pete. Oh my God. I love her and Pete Davidson so much. She looks so happy. Anyways, a funny thing that happened in the JLo documentary is when she gets nominated for a Golden Globe, which she doesn't get, but when she gets nominated for a Golden Globe for Hustlers, she's in her group chat with her family and they're talking about football and then one of her sisters says um they say oh like Jen got nominated for a golden globe for Hustlers blah blah blah, and like everybody ignores it and she's like chuckling to herself in her car being like oh yeah everybody's talking about football and they don't care about the golden globe nomination and I was saying this to my sister because we were laughing because she was like, are you really comparing yourself to, to JLo? I said, yes, I am. Um, when I self-published my book a couple of weeks ago in the beginning of June and it hit number one bestseller in New Age self-help. Did you guys know that? It hit number one in New Age self-help on Amazon Canada. Like that is within, it's, it hasn't even been two weeks since the book's been out and it hit number one in new age self-help out of like a hundred books that is so fucking cool I'm so proud of myself but um I was so happy when I saw that and that's actually in my little 
vision book that I created. If you go on Instagram and you look at the reels I have on there, I actually do a reel about how I created this like vision book. It's beautiful. And I just like downloaded pictures from Pinterest and did some stuff on Canva. And like, I look at it every day during my routine in the morning when I do my meditation and my journaling, I put on some abundant solfeggio beats on YouTube and I just look at it and I feel into the feels of creating that and it's so good for me to do that and you should definitely do that as well right like if you are somebody who has a hard time feeling the feelings of your thing that you're trying to manifest um definitely print out pictures or do a vision board and have it on your phone or your laptop you know like that stuff is so strong and powerful um so that that was in my vision book uh being a number one bestseller so I was able to like write it in there like literally less than a week after I created that book that came true which was really really exciting it was in a small category but like it's still a huge win to be number one out of over a hundred books you know what I mean so that's huge And when I texted my group chat about it with my family, so it's my immediate family with my parents and my older brother and my younger sister, the response was crickets. And my dad goes, very nice, Jilly. That's what he says. Very nice, Jilly. (laughs) Like I didn't fucking write a book in six months, self-publish it and hit number one in a category on Amazon. No big deal, right? I was like, oh my God. I am JLo. I am JLo right now. And then my fucking sister runs a 10K and she puts it in the Fam Jam group chat and it it's it's lit up in there. Everybody's like, fantastic, blah, blah, blah. So I said to my sister, I was like, apparently I have to physically exert myself to be noticed by my family. And she laughed and we thought it was hilarious. And I say that in jest, especially as somebody who is a middle child. I definitely have the syndrome of being forgotten, unacknowledged middle child. But my parents and like my family actually like, I don't know how much they expect out of me. And it goes a lot of ways. Like I think that they think I'm smart, but they still have an identity of me like in a certain way. And I was actually talking to a client about this. Um, We were talking about how with her mom, like, Um, She feels very triggered by her mom. And something that I was saying to her was that like our parents and our family and the people who know us the longest usually have an identity of us that is very hard to let go despite all the contrary evidence that they can let go of that identity, right? Like people don't mean to stuff us into boxes, but they do with their behavior and their words, you know, and I find that it's not that people didn't expect a lot out of me, but like I'm a girl who stutters and I can't always communicate what I would love to communicate. And I was quiet and unassuming as I got older because I just became more and more insecure about my stutter and all that stuff. And I don't think my family anticipated the kind of success that I would have, especially with making a lot of money. Like I am somebody who was never good at math and and who never had like super high paying jobs or anything but like I got into the organization that I worked in for six years before taking this business full-time and I would do interviews and I would get better jobs and I got permanent and benefits and I was making all this money and my parents were like oh wow like Jilly's actually really smart (laughs) and I got a master's degree like I'm extremely intelligent but um 
I don't want to shit on myself and say that people didn't expect that, but people have an identity of you. They have an identity and in large part, my parents still see me as their little Jilly, right? Their first born daughter. Um, They see me as little Jilly who doesn't know what she's doing. You know what I mean? And like, we were talking about this in the car. Uh, Austin was kind of saying, he was like, um, I think that sometimes they're just scared. They're just scared that you could make more money than them. And like, it's, it's like threatening to their, their own identity and their identity of you. Have you, has, has he been listening to my, uh, coaching calls? It's, it's threatening to their identity of themselves and you when you can make so much money on the internet. And I was like, that's a good point. It really is because we have a really good friend. Um, so Dustin's best friend has a little brother who is a streamer on Twitch. And Twitch is like when people pay to watch you play video games and stuff, but you can also stream online gambling. And our friend and his little brother, like his little brother is a multimillionaire and we were just there on the weekend. Um, when I'm recording this, it's Sunday, June 19th. And we were there yesterday and we got to see his five million dollar home it was absolutely beautiful and he had a big party and he he makes multi-millions on the internet streaming his gambling he makes a lot of money and again this is something where like this family didn't come from any money so like him coming into all of this success and like abundance it really changes the way that somebody views you right like it's like oh you you actually turned into this person that people didn't expect not in a bad way but again like that's why self-concept is so important because like if you believe that that you can achieve these really great things despite what everybody thinks about you or even despite what you think about yourself it will happen because you're creating that right and you're always creating from your beliefs up from your self-concept up um so i just need you to know if you are somebody who feels like your family doesn't understand another neighbor cutting the grass like they do every fucking day um if you are somebody who like really thinks that your family sees you a certain way or your friends see you a certain way or whatever like I am somebody who gets that more than you even realize and it doesn't have to actually mean anything about you and you will you will create so much success as a coach as an entrepreneur, um, and people will still have things to say, you know, like when I will tell my family like, Oh, I'm making all this money and blah, blah, blah. Um, they come from it in a place of fear. Like they're like, don't spend it all. Like, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. Like it really pushes against their own comfort edges of a, what they think about people with a lot of money and B what they think about me right it pushes against that so they try and like constrict and like restrict because it doesn't fit their paradigm of what they believe and what they think so they try to stuff it or stuff me into a box where they can believe certain things to be true right so all this to say I I thought it was a hilarious story that my family was more excited about Larissa's 10k uh, run than they were about my 
best-selling status on Amazon, but it doesn't have to actually mean anything. And um, depending on the story you have about yourself and your own beliefs, like I can still feel a little bit disappointed that they're not reacting the way that I want them to react. But I can also realize that that's just a need for like validation and love. And like, I get that in a lot of different ways, but it's also a responsibility of mine to give it to myself. And that doesn't mean that I can't be like disappointed or comment on it. It, it just means that I, I don't let it affect me. I don't let it affect my work. I don't let it be a reason why I can't achieve more and more and more, right? Because I'm achieving for me. I'm doing these things for my life and people that want to come with me will come with me and people that don't can stay in their paradigm but either way I'm good right okay so that's like one of the things that I wanted to say which is like essentially the whole the whole episode here um and then I actually uploaded an Instagram today and Instagram post and it's all about past testimonials because I see this like trend and don't get me wrong I actually have people that I really respect online who also say this and I just do not agree with it but I am pulling together the from imposter to empowered program to testimonials right because I'm launching that program this is a 16-week group program to help you overcome imposter syndrome and the mindset blocks that are stopping you from signing clients confidently and like signing those soulmate coaching clients that you know you are fucking ready for but something is getting in the way right so i'm pulling together the testimonials from the last couple of rounds and something that is common in the online space is like i always have new testimonials always new testimonials And this is such an imposter syndrome thing. If you have ever seen those things about people saying how your testimonials need to be new or people are using old testimonials and stuff, imposter syndrome will tell you that your past testimonials or accolades or accomplishments don't count. And that is such a toxic mindset because imposter syndrome is all about your worth is only in the future moment so you have to strive and feel anxious and do in order to achieve your worth but like when i came into the space i was i am highly educated like i had a bachelor's i had a master's i had a certification for like mediation which is super similar to coaching like i had so many foundational things that made me more than good enough to sign clients but I didn't feel good enough I had imposter syndrome and I didn't feel good enough and that really affected how I sold and how I showed up and how I showed up and like the content that I created there was no confidence behind that right um and all the clients that I work with and you when you join from imposter to empowered um they're amazing human beings like they're brilliant they're smart they have education they have degrees they have certifications they have they have so much life experience like these people are amazing but they don't feel good enough despite the things that they have done right 
And that is why it is not about the things that you have accomplished. It doesn't matter. Imposter syndrome doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter. You just don't feel good enough and you don't feel like your work is good enough or what you've done is good enough. It's just a common trend that you've been conditioned to believe about yourself. Um, And it's going to affect how you sell and how you show up and the things that you say and how you even show up in your coaching containers and how you allow somebody to treat you and the fucking payment plans that you do. You know what I mean? Like, like even something as simple as deciding to offer a super extended payment plan, like that could be coming from an imposter syndrome place thinking that nobody is going to sign on unless you have a super duper fucking extended payment plan, right? Everything can be brought down to imposter syndrome if somebody is not selling their offers or signing clients everything can and that is the work that we do in from imposter to empowered is that like your past testimonials are just another way that you choose to negate the success that you've had and if you have like those testimonials count those people saying this work changed my life I feel so good after this call just because it was last year doesn't make that any less true it was how that person felt in the moment it is the testimonial from your work that you have done and you should be able to own that shit without thinking that somebody is gonna look at it and think hmm that's probably from last year or you posted that well like three weeks ago you know what I mean first of all nobody's paying attention to you (laughs) that much and second of all why shouldn't you celebrate your success I still I still have my fucking degrees up on the wall there they are like behind me there they are just because I graduated in 2014 from my bachelor's and then 2017 from my master's it doesn't mean that they don't count just because they're in the past right and I think it's a very toxic culture to to say like oh like these are all new like we have constant new testimonials you know like you can't like in order to sell your offers also too like I could use testimonials for from imposter to empowered for my like one-to-one clients but like that isn't an integrity with me right like the the work that I'm doing in from imposter to empowered is a process and and trainings that I develop specifically for groups and so I'm going to use group testimonials you know what I mean and testimonials from the past from fostered to empowered rounds right so it all counts and it is a toxic mindset and imposter syndrome just coming to get you again when you think I cannot reshare this, it's already been shared before, um, or it's from like last year, pay attention. That is your inner imposter talking. That is your inner imposter blocking the success and the abundance that wants to make its way to you. And that is the work that we do in From Imposter to Empowered is, is clearing the drain, unclogging the drain of all the beliefs and the thoughts and the bullshit that is getting in the way of you successfully signing clients. Okay, and you can go to the link in my show notes and actually jump on the From Imposter to Empowered waitlist where you can save $111 if you join within the first five days of our launch and we launch on July 14th. 
which is Thursday. Yep. Thursday, July 14th, we open the doors and you can get that $111 off the $3,333 investment. And this is a four month program. So 16 weeks, all the modules, all the hot seat coaching, like we go in deep and you will be confidently signing soulmate coaching clients and feeling like anything is possible for you and your business. I can't fucking wait. I love from imposter to empowered. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. And I'm so excited to welcome you in. All right. I love you guys. I love you guys so, so much. Hit me on my Instagram and be like, Jill, this is what I loved about this episode. Please talk about the Kardashians more. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. I love you so much. Bye.